Hey, welcome back to Conversations on the Commission. This is a podcast that talks about the topics, the trends, and issues in missions, and those things that impact both the missionary and the churches they partner with. I am Tony Balava. And hello, everyone. I am Stephen Maldoff. Our first episode, our, our maiden voyage that, uh, Tony, you and I made, we were covering the question about mission boards. Obviously, we mm-hmm. are, work for a mission board, and and uh, we tried to tackle that question that both of us have been asked right. and has been asked yeah. many, many times mm-hmm. about our mission boards biblical. Yeah, and, uh, well. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully oh. we have provided enough of an answer yeah. To show that they do have merit, yeah, and that mm-hmm. there is biblical principles that definitely, right. I think, can support yeah. the idea of mission boards. Yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully we did that from a biblical perspective and came back and and showed some things from the scriptures where uh, there was definitely the principle of those who worked in between the ministry of the Apostle Paul and the local church and uh, facilitated both as they partnered together uh, to get the gospel out. And we spoke about credibility and uh, that first uh, person that Paul mentions, that unnamed brother and how he was a credible mm-hmm. person, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 8. And we spoke about accountability and in our day and age, accountability not only to local churches and the missionary, but to local governments all around the world. And then spoke about, uh, you know, how mission boards assist missionaries and local churches in getting their missionaries into a country that the Lord's called them to, or maybe getting them out in emergency situations as well. And uh, so today, I think we're planning to talk about dealing with some of those uh, issues why a individual called of God may choose not to partner with a mission board. And so... uh, uh, we've talked about some of those things. Why don't you start off and, and talk about some of those things, why an individual, at least in our experience, chooses not to partner with a mission board? Yeah, you know, and may we say that as we go into this topic, we realize definitely that there are some great missionaries out there that don't utilize a mission board. Mm-hmm. They are no less of a missionary. They are, right. you know, we don't think it uh, that they're making a wrong decision as far sure. as ethically, morally, mm-hmm. or biblically. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we see benefits for a mission board. Both you and I work for one, so right. we see definite mm-hmm. benefits there. You know, and, and as I've talked with people, again, you know, people say, well, why should I go with a mission board? My sending church can mm-hmm. do the job of what a mission board offers. I do think mm-hmm. that there are some, definitely some reasons that people put forth. Why why only go as a sent missionary from the church, not utilizing the effort and, and assistance of a mission board? Mm-hmm. I think one of the primary ones, and I hear this all the time, is the idea of money. Right. Meaning, mm-hmm. specifically, they say, why should I raise money to go towards a mission board? You know, why am I using time and effort on, on my deputation, on my raising money for my support that's going to go strictly into the pockets of a mission board to do their job. Mm. That's time, that's effort, that's months sometimes even of raising money that they, that, that missionary will never personally see. Yeah. And so they say, why should I do that? Yeah. Well, that might be the perceptive um, of some who don't have the experience of partnering with a mission board. And uh, obviously every mission board's different on how they approach that and the finances. The bottom line is this, though— you know, mission boards don't get to operate for free. 
<laughs> the lights don't get turned on here in our in our building for free uh, just because we're a mission board any more than a local church has its electricity provided for free right. because they're a church. And so there, there's obviously cost, but I think that uh, maybe people haven't taken the time to maybe look into what those costs are and how they vary from mission board to mission board and also understanding that um you know even if you were out of your local church somebody has to provide that maybe the the local church has the ability to pay an, a secretary for the extra hours of of processing funds or taking care of insurance maybe they don't I don't know that it's reasonable to expect that somebody can always do those things for free mm-hmm. and and not be compensated because I don't know that anybody has that kind of time uh, in their schedule to do those things. And especially when you think that, okay, most churches only have one family maybe sent out of their church. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, that's that, wor- that may work for them. But we, both you and I know some churches also that have three, sure. four, even five families that are sent out. Mm-hmm. of that church. And so now you're increasing, you, you're almost going to have to have a full-time secretary right, right. who is going to process the checks that come in, mm-hmm. you know, to, from the churches for the support of that missionary. Yeah. They got to turn around and send that out and, and things. Uh, so you're adding staff, you know, right. and so that somebody's <laughs> got to cover that staff costs yeah. and things. I, I would say definitely one of the things I've heard, and it's hard to put this in in generalities because there's so many differences amongst mission boards as you said right uh, we do know mission boards that you know have the stipulation that you have to raise a certain percentage of your support that goes directly to the mission board mm-hmm. uh, others may do a voluntary basis like hey if you want you can raise money <laughs> to help us yeah but it's an unspoken you know thing like hey we really want you to but it's under the guise of donations only kind of thing. And also I think that most missionaries, generally speaking, have a giving heart mm-hmm. and want to actually, I think, do what is the biblical thing. Workman is, is worthy of his hire mm-hmm. and uh, and really help in some way support that person that's that's providing the services that a mission board does provide to its missionaries. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. I think you're right. You know, nobody expects to get everything just for free, mm-hmm. you know, even missionaries. Though, though we look for a lot of handouts <laughs> and always looking for the yeah. discount, yeah. I think people understand that. Yeah. I think what somewhat gives a bad eye to mission boards in regards to it is is some somewhat the corporate world perspective. Right. You know, I, um, I know just in my own research that it is a, kind of the cumulative number that people use for of their money for right. operating pro, operating budget for nonprofits is somewhere between 15 to 40%. Mm. Now, I know that's a wide range, 15 to 40% mm-hmm. of your operating budget being used uh, for the administrative costs and things, right. you know, so like when someone gives to a charity, you know, mm-hmm. you like to think all of it's going, but not all the time. And so when you have church giving, they want to say, hey, I'm giving to help that missionary. I'm not right. giving to help some office right. in some, some yeah. state somewhere. Mm-hmm. I know, again, yeah. surveys, looking at the corporate world, of course, mm-hmm. which is where surveys are typically done, they say that 23% is what the average person is typically okay with for a company to use for overhead costs for a nonprofit business. And mm-hmm. that the rest of it you know, needs to kind of go towards 
the goal of whatever they're giving for, right. whatever the, the yeah. need or cause is that mm-hmm. they're doing. You know. Yeah. Well, I you know, twenty three percent to me that that initially even sounds a little bit high. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I give a hundred dollars to a charity to think that twenty three of those dollars stay behind and not making it to the source, that even sounds a little bit high. But then when I begin to realize corporations have expenses and and people have to be paid and and electric bills and insurance bills and all those kind of things but uh you know one of the things that uh that we really um if i can use the term pride ourselves on here at BIMI is that each year our our man who's in charge of our accounting and and all the finances will give us a report and the auditors come in and give the report of how much of the funds that come into BIMI are used for that kind of general operating cost and uh, just verified with him again that we we sit at about three percent of all the funds that come into BIMI are used for general operating expenses, and that is the turning on the lights and paying the water bill, paying the insurance for the property, all of those things, and also paying just a very small number of people who are actually paid staff members. One of the things that's maybe a misconception I know that I encounter a lot as a director with BIMI, I go into a church and the people and the pastor automatically assume you're a director with BIMI. You've got this great salary. Mm. Um, no, there's no salary. <laughs> yep. Amen. There's no salary. <laughs> just just that missionary support, just like a regular missionary. You know, uh, people are surprised a lot of times when I tell them they actually give me an office and say, if you'd like furniture, buy it. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes here. <laughs> but, uh, but I understand why we do that, because we want to make sure the maximum amount of money that comes in, gets channeled right back out into missions. You know, out of that 3%, some of that is actually designated for our overhead cost, our general fund. So when you think of the, the, what a missionary contributes voluntarily, that becomes, I think, an even smaller percentage as you really consider that some of the money coming in has already been designated for that. Yeah, because churches sponsor or support BIMI as a mission right. board. So they're mm-hmm. actually, you know, saying, hey, we, as, well as, as well as giving to missionaries, we are mm-hmm. giving to help you. And so that's made up of that money. I, I know that we, of course, need money, as you said. But one of the things I think that surprises people is that we have so little overhead right. costs, as you said, 3%. Mm-hmm. How we work it here, just for the, the, everyone know the secret sauce of, <laughs> of BIMI, and I think this is something we can pride ourselves on, mm-hmm. is that there's a very small uh, fee for transactions over $20. Mm-hmm. And I explain it this way, because I've been going out for the last couple of years raising money for Papua New Guinea Bible distribution. We've raised millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And some people think, oh, you must be raking in the money on this. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, let's explain. If If someone gives us a check for $50, Mm-hmm. Only thing BIMI takes out of that is $3.25, which is used for the processing, like bank processing, right. as well as some minor expenses sure. around the office. If someone gave us a check of $300,000, mm-hmm. all we're taking out is $3.25. Right. So we're not so give taking, more. Give yeah, more. <laughs> exactly. So we're not taking a percentage. You know, we're, we're not taking a percentage of money. So there is a great comfort to churches. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're saying, people want to make sure their money goes towards the missionary. Right. You know, hey, if that church gives 
a lot of money towards that missionary, we are only taking $3.25 that will, that's not changing mm-hmm. based on the amount that they give. It, it's right. a flat rate across the board. Yeah. And, all. and I, I think people are surprised when they hear that, actually. Yeah, and honestly, when you think of uh, your own personal expenses and what your bank charges you to do business with, with them and go in and cash a check or anything, I know that banks I deal with don't do that for free anymore. They used mm. to say, well, certain number of... Um, transactions are included and all that kind of stuff. Not anymore. And, you know, you think $3.25 out of a transaction, a lot of that, we're not getting that. The bank is going right. to require that of somebody. Yes. I Hopefully it helps people understand. And again, that's our situation here at BIMI. Mission, other mission boards do different. So I could see why sometimes people raise it as a as a sure. point of argument of why not to use mission boards. Mm-hmm. But I, I like I like the system we have here, and I think it kind of mm-hmm. diffuses some of the heat around the issue of money. I think mm-hmm. another thing that often uh, that I hear uh, about why somebody's going to go to a, is just be sent out of their church versus using a mission board is authority. Right. Who who is the the person who gets to say have the say so in the yeah. in the ministry right. and uh, of that missionary? Meaning this, you know, sometimes there are mission boards out there that will mm-hmm. dictate kind of where you go. Sure. Uh, you know, hey, we need you to serve over here in this country, or we need you to work with that missionary, or mm-hmm. you know, hey, we have a we have a, a a large amount of missionary families over in country A, mm-hmm. so because of that, we don't we want to direct you over to country B instead. Mm-hmm. That does happen. There's no doubt it does happen. And it creates some of that controversy of, you know, oh, I don't want to go with the mission board because I don't want to be told what to do. Right, right. Well, you know, I think it does happen. And maybe we have a conversation about what our thoughts are on that, uh, regarding that at a different time. But as far as BIMI is concerned, you know, when a missionary makes application to come as a candidate with BIMI, they are already heading to a field. Their church is already behind them in that they can't even they can't even really get through the application process unless their pastor and their sending church are already behind them not only as a missionary but where they're headed to the mission field and so when they come to us we may have some suggestions about their first term about hey it might be good to work with this individual missionary who's got some experience and help you along as you're getting uh, adapted to culture and language and all those kind of things but ultimately we don't tell people this is the place you're going to serve. They come to us and say, God has called me to this place. And then we go through that process and say, yes, we we see that as well. And we want to partner with you and help you and facilitate both you and your church in getting you to that place that God's called you to. I do like that word, we facilitate, because mm-hmm. that's what we're, we're here to facilitate. We're, we're not dictators. Even I think our title that we have is field directors. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily even directing right. people. It's almost a misnomer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're more field advisors, field counselors. Mm-hmm. We have some of the experience, obviously, and so we try right. to use that experience to mm-hmm. encourage them. Uh, we're not so much directing, sure. saying you have to do this or you mm-hmm. have to do that. And so it creates somewhat of a, a wrong impression right. in people's yeah. eye, in minds about what mm-hmm. mission boards do. I know we, I like to work as well as you and our entire company, work hand in hand with the descending church. Sure. Uh, there's been so many times if there be a problem on the field, if there be a, an issue, yeah, that missionary may 
may contact me and talk to me about it, but I'm going to also try to bring in right. that sending pastor mm-hmm. and their home church that they right. they know them. They're the ones who kind of commissioned them sure. to go to the field. So I want to use them and their their personal connection yeah. with that missionary uh, to, to try to help out and assist right. with the situation going on. Yeah. I think that, you know, as you mentioned, director, most of my conversations with missionaries that I work with in Canada, Greenland, Alaska, at some point or another has included that very idea. I know that they call me the far north director, but really I don't see myself as a director in any way, shape, or form. I, th- I like what you said. We, we come by, we uh, help with counsel and advice and uh, do what we can to help a missionary get to the field and then stay on the field. Uh, that's for sure. We That's not really what we do, I don't think, um, though the, the we have the title. I don't know that it exactly fits. <laughs> Let's change um, our titles all because of this podcast. Yeah, but then, <laughs> then the the second thing is when a missionary calls me and is looking for advice, and I know this is true with you and and with uh, our other directors. Probably in the first, if it's not the first question, it's probably in the the second or third. What does your sending pastor think about this situation that you're presenting to me? And, uh, you know, we're always bringing it back to that place where we are just really a partner with the missionary, but also a partner with that local church pastor who's the sending pastor and going back and and working with them hand in hand to make sure that uh, we understand biblically the authority rest with the local church Mm -hmm. and that we just have the privilege to come alongside and help and and yet maybe because of some of those experiences that God has given to us, we can present the pastor and the missionary with some information that maybe they haven't considered because they haven't encountered it, and then make a more informed decision, uh, their safety in a multitude of counselors. And so I think that a lot of times that's what we do. Absolutely. And especially, you know, working again hand in hand with the churches, we have the experience of being overseas. Mm-hmm. We have the experience of living in the different cultures. We even have the experience of um, what life is like as a missionary, raising support, sure. being on the field, so on and so forth. Still do. <laughs> That's right. That um, sending pastor may not have those experiences. And so we can try to bring in, you know, in our counsel and advice to that pastor with that missionary the experiences that we have gained through the years to say, look, this is what's going on. Because what works in America doesn't always work overseas. Right. So it's not in any way us usurping authority mm-hmm. or saying this is how it's got to be done. But there right. is definitely some experience and wisdom that is gained from our mm-hmm. international experience. And so we try sure. to help the missionary and try to help the sending church with that. We definitely see it as a partnership entirely. It's just see it as a partnership right. between mm-hmm. churches and the mission board and the missionaries. I know that, again, the three main kind of arguments that sometimes use people use about why they're not going to go with the mission board is the money. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. The authority. Who has the, who's going to tell me what to do? Mm-hmm. And then even just the relationship aspect. Hopefully, we've been able to kind of cover some of those things and explain kind of what really is going sure. on rather than just the misconceptions yeah. of what's going on, yeah. particularly with our mission board here. Right. And I think that, you know, we didn't maybe have as as much time as we had hoped to speak about that relationship aspect. But just to kind of bring it back just for a second, I think as directors here with BIMI, 
all of us constantly are encouraging our missionaries in our conversations with them, in our communication with them, to make sure that they have that strong bond with their sending church, their local pastor, always referring back there, and including including always that local church and pastor. And I appreciate those sending pastors who include me in that conversation as well, because I recognize they do that really voluntarily. They don't have to do Mm -hmm. that. And so I I just count it a privilege to be able to come in and be a part of that conversation with them and hopefully give them some information that can help them make a decision, a decision that not that I have to necessarily be 100% in agreement with, but that a decision that is something that's going to, as we've said, get the missionary to the field and then as important, keep him on the field or Absolutely. her on the field. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I know we could talk about this in forever. There's so many things. I think we've covered some of the, the biggies uh, about this, this topic. And so I look forward to our next episode, uh, whatever we end up talking about there. I encourage everyone out there to download, subscribe uh, to Conversations on the Co-Mission. You can find it at all your favorite uh, podcast spots there uh, if you're no matter if you're a apple person or if you're an android person or everything in between hopefully we can be found at your favorite uh, spot so look for us there and then if you ever want to contact us feel free you can email me steven at uh, sea director at bimi.org or you can email tony far north director at bimi.org or just simply want to check out bimi go to www.bimi.org. All those things will be listed there also in the show notes, so you don't have to hit rewind to catch all that information there. Yeah. No, it's a good thing you don't have to hit rewind. My, In fact, my my teenage daughters say, Dad, by the time you get to giving out that information, I'm on to something else. I'm going to read your show notes. And so they'll be there. And uh, thanks for letting us have this uh, few minutes with you. And hopefully it's a help to you and and a blessing to you. We look forward to our next conversation with you about uh, missionaries and churches and how we partner together to accomplish the Great Commission. Until then, have a great week and God bless. 